South Dakotans have relied on the horse for hundreds of years to work the land, compete for the ultimate prize, and enjoy the view of the rolling hills and prairie lands from on top of the South Dakota horse. We celebrate equine power, grace, and beauty, and the South Dakotans who take the reins. This is the South Dakota Horse Podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Justin Ehrman, and I am your host for the South Dakota Horse Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. In episode four of our podcast series, I have the pleasure of visiting with Morgan DiGiulio, Western riding coach of the SDSU equestrian team. Before we get to my chat with Morgan, I want to touch base on some upcoming South Dakota equestrian events. As a reminder, and we'll talk more about this in our uh, chat with Morgan, the uh, SDSU equestrian team has a home event, a home competition coming up on February 22nd, and that is in Brookings at the Equestrian Center um, uh, across the highway from the campus. Also coming up, uh, Borderlands Horse Sanctuary is hosting their fifth annual Light the Night and Luminary Walk. Uh, I saw a post about this event and it sounds really interesting. So go ahead and check out their Facebook page to learn more about that event. Gentle Spirit Horses uh, Rescue, they have some upcoming volunteer orientations. Uh, looks like they have one approximately about every month, uh, March 15th, April 12th, and uh, there's probably one in May, but I may have missed it. But uh, go ahead and check out their Facebook page to, to if you are interested in becoming a volunteer to work with their horses. Um, the Gentle Spirit Horses Rescue, I don't know if you knew this, but they recently moved to Scotland to I think what I understand is a more permanent home for them now. So if you are near that area or if you don't mind driving a little bit and want to get involved with their uh, horse rescue, then they would love it if you would come and attend one of their volunteer orientations to learn more about their program and to uh, get to meet the horses and uh, just to, to learn about what volunteers do for that program. On April 17th, uh, this is the, a reminder that the 50th Annual Arabian Horse Show is coming up at the WH Lion Fairgrounds in Sioux Falls. In other news from our weekly-ish email newsletter, um, if you have not signed up for our email newsletter, please do so. Uh, there should be a pop-up form that comes up on the website. Otherwise, uh, you can uh, go to the, the pinned post on our Facebook page to sign up for our email newsletter. And you're the first to receive our, uh, our news when we uh, publish a new news article on our news story page um, on the website. Uh, you get that first. So we always send that out ahead of time. So in, in this issue that we just uh, sent out, we wrote about the, the challenges that are thrown at the horse racing industry in South Dakota. And so read more about that. Also, we are getting closer to outdoor rodeo season. Uh, we are working hard to update our page, our website with more information about all the rodeos in South Dakota. Um, if, if you are an expert at rodeo and would like to help us put this information together so that this is a one-stop shop for, for rodeos, please email us at SouthDakotaHorseSD at gmail.com. 
So that is something that you can get involved with if you want to help us out. Also, uh, February, we are using this month to uh, to support not only our horse rescues and sanctuaries in South Dakota, but also horse racing. So I don't know if you know this, but we do have some apparel and other accessories like coffee mugs, things like that, that are available. Uh, there is a link on the front page, on the homepage of our website uh, with a graphic with some of the, the items that we have for sale. But uh, this is a way that you can help support South Dakota's horse rescues and sanctuaries and uh, also horse racing. We have... Uh, 100% of all proceeds from the purchase of our t-shirts and sweatshirts and coffee mugs, things like that, um, that are made in February. We're going to donate 100% of those proceeds to all of, uh, well, we're actually going to choose one of our uh, South Dakota rescues or sanctuaries. And uh, we're going to announce more about how we're going to choose that later. But uh, let's all go out there and support and support these, uh, the efforts that these these nonprofits make to make sure that all of the horses in our state are, are taken care of in all stages of their lives. Uh, also, we are donating 50% of the proceeds of the special Get Your Speed On graphic design. Um, and you can see some posting about that uh, on our Facebook page, but also check out our, our apparel store for that special graphic. And any purchase of any of those, we're donating 50% donating of the proceeds to, uh, to South Dakota Horse Racing. So a couple ways that you can... Help us help the, the horses in our state. Also, if you're looking for a summer job, um, Lutherans Outdoors is looking for some summer help to, uh, to, to work at their numerous camps around the state. Uh, some, of the, the, some of the camps, uh, there's one in Custer, there's one up by, I think it's Shelby, uh, and also Joy Ranch. Um, in the eastern South Dakota that involve horses. So if you enjoy being around horses and are uh, skilled or have some knowledge about that and would like to help out with a, a faith-based camping ministry in South Dakota, please check out Lutheran's Outdoors for more employment opportunities. All right, and now on to our special guest for today. Our guest today is Morgan DiGiulio, Western Riding Coach of the SDSU Equestrian Team. Morgan, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Justin. Well, let's just get right into it here. Tell us a little bit about you and how you became the, the, the equestrian coach. Uh, sure. So um, I started riding when I was five. Uh, I wasn't much good at any other sport. Um, so I, I did that my kind of my whole youth career. And then when it came time to go to college, uh, I was recruited um, by uh, the uh, Western coach at the time uh, for um, Southern Methodist University's equestrian team. Uh, so I went to go ride for them um, at SMU for, and I was there for four years. Um, and then by the time I was set to graduate, I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, and I was kind of 
you know, casually looking into um, some open positions. They don't come up a whole lot in the NCAA because there aren't so many teams. Um, so kind of when these opportunities come up, you want to get to them as quickly as you can. Um, so this position for uh, an assistant Western coach came up in South Dakota. Um, and my uh, head coach at the time called the head coach here uh, and recommended me for the position. Um, and then it all happened kind of fast. And then the, the August after I graduated from college, I moved to South Dakota, um, started working here. I bet that was kind of a shock for you, wasn't it? <laughs> a bit. Um, coming from California and then spending four years in Texas, uh, it, was, it was a little bit different. Um, it's a, kind of a, it's a small town feel that I, I haven't really been used to before. Um, but I find it, it suits me pretty well. Uh, and I, I really enjoy the work. So. Well, that's great. That's great. So uh, do you do any competing personally? Um, I used to. Uh, I competed um, from about age seven to uh, right before age seven until about my sophomore year of college, um, uh, right towards the end of my uh, youth career. Um, And then kind of once my youth career was over, I uh, uh, kind of focused more on the college writing. Um, And now I'm here coaching. That takes up quite a bit of my time. Um, But, yes, I I used to show uh, in the uh, paint slash pinot circuit uh, in California and then also nationally. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that, that's uh, I that's a that's a world that I'm I'm really not that familiar with. So you know, I, I'd love to. I'll, I'm I'm enjoying learning more about all these different uh, areas of competition in, in the equine world. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like niche. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so. You know, as far as now with SDSU, what uh, what events are involved in the, the competition that, that you coach? Sure. Uh, so with um, Division One Equestrian, uh, we have um, four events, uh, two disciplines. So um, I coach Western. Um, our events are horsemanship and reining. Um, and then I have a hunt seat coach counterpart named Marielle Golden, and she coaches um, – over fences and on the flat. Uh, so horsemanship is, you know, a, a set pattern, um, taking your horse through maneuvers, shapes, speed transitions, things like that. Um, and then the reining uh, is more kind of a speed event, uh, not so much in time, but um, everything is a little quicker. They do sliding stops, uh, quick spinning, uh, large fast circles and things like that. Oh, okay. So, so with the horsemanship, just I've always been curious about that. Um, how how do they judge you? Because it seems like a lot of the the riders are pretty equal, uh, and the horses are pretty equal in in talent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of, there's kind of two components for horsemanship. Um, two kind of major components that you can split it into. Uh, one of those is you know accuracy of the pattern. So, um, how well you're getting the horse to uh, listen to you, um, how clean your maneuvers are, um, kind of level of difficulty as well uh, goes into that. It, it's, that first part is basically, you know, how accurate is your pattern? Um, how well does the horse listen to you? Uh, and then the second part is 
uh, your position on the horse. So um, how uh, correct is your position um, body-wise? You know, are your legs in the right place, your arms in the right place? Um, and kind of really how effortless do you make it look? Um, the kind of the big thing in horsemanship is uh, – doing these patterns while kind of making it look like you're not trying at all. Sure. Okay. So do you ever, have you ever had experiences or do your, your current team uh, members have any of those experiences where the, the horse just doesn't want to seem to cooperate? Oh, for sure. Every day. <laughs> uh, you know, horses, horses are different animals every single day. Um, unless you're fortunate enough to kind of have a horse that's consistent um, day in and day out, but uh, those are, I find, kind of rare, um, especially in collegiate. Uh, there's kind of a, a broad range of um, training um, and skill in these horses that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, so occasionally, yes, we do get horses that are just not feeling it that day. <laughs> sure. Um, and you, have to, you have to kind of do what you can um, as subtly as you can to fix it. Um, and I mean, occasionally it doesn't go your way, but that's kind of what we practice for and what we train for is, um, in the case of getting a horse that just really doesn't want to do what you ask it to do. Um, and what do you do? There's some things that you can do to make sure that, um, it doesn't blow up on you in a ring. Sure. Well, well, speaking of the, the training, kind of go through what a, a week in the life of the team and you look like, uh, looks like, um, sure. you know, what, what, how much training do you do? How often do you guys get together? Yeah. Uh, so generally speaking, um, my girls do three to four practices a week, uh, depending on their academic schedule. So I build the practice schedule around when they have class, um, and uh, my practices are, you know, three days a week, an hour long. So generally for me, that means uh, usually four practices a day uh, that I'm coaching. Um, generally two reigning and two horsemanship, um, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon. Uh, so that takes up most of my days. Wow. Um, and along with that, the girls also do um, strength training two days a week with a strength coach. Uh, so weightlifting and circuit training and things like that. Um, and then Monday evenings we do uh, team meetings. So we see them every, we see the whole team every week on Monday evening. Um, and we meet and we talk about the week. Uh, sometimes we do some team bonding. Um, and then I guess uh, for me, most of my days, like I said, are uh, consumed with practice, uh, lesson planning for practice. Uh, doing any individual training on the horses that I feel like needs to get done um, and kind of meeting with the athletes and making sure that everybody feels like they're on track for whatever we've got coming down the pipe. Okay. So uh, are you the same as with other sports where you actually have scouts that will go and, and uh, um you know, watch other teams that you are com- going to be competing against, and do you do you play the tapes back, so to speak, um, in a meeting, and and just to kind of get a game plan together? Uh, we do game plan. Uh, we don't have people who go to the meet. Um, generally, we do have some video from like the years prior that we've played um, these teams. Uh, since the NCA is, is still. Um, relatively small relatively close we kind of trade off years with all of the teams so we'll go there and they'll come here 
Um, so we do have some video, uh, and then there's a couple of resources online where we can look up the horses once we know the draw, um, and kind of look up their videos and see if we can see anything about them that might be helpful, uh, day of, um, and then we do as much strategizing as we can, you know, kind of looking at the previous scores um, from other meets that they have. Some of the teams do live live feeds, too. So we watch the teams that have live feeds. Like, we'll have a live feed uh, for our home competition uh, next Saturday. Uh, so we'll watch live feeds, and we'll kind of take a look at uh, the kind of scores that their horses are putting up and the kind of scores that the riders are putting up against, you know, the teams that they're playing um, and try to get a good idea of what we're going to come up against. Okay. So um, thinking about your team, well, how many, first of all, how many do you have on your team? And just tell me a little bit about them. What what are some of their strengths? Um, Maybe some things that you think they could work on. Um, what, What are some of the challenges that you have with this team this year? Sure. Um, so there are, I believe, 37 athletes on the team this year. Um, we had quite a big uh, freshman recruiting class. Um, that was I, when I joined uh, last year. That was kind of my big uh, platform. My big to-do was to um, kind of in- increase our numbers and uh, add a little depth um, to the roster. Uh so we're kind of well on our way to doing that with uh, our recruiting class this year and then also my recruiting class for next year, um, which is uh, almost completed. Um, so we're looking to add some, some really good depth there. Um, I think that's kind of our biggest challenge is that we, the team's been around for a bit, but I think we're really starting to gain momentum now um, in terms of there's been a lot of, uh, coaching changes in the past couple of years with this team. Um, so now kind of my, my big to do and, uh, my, uh, co-coach, uh, Marielle's big to do is, uh, build up that depth again on that, on the team. Um, add a little bit more personal attention to the girls, make them all feel like they are competing at their max potential. Um, and then making sure that the team stays bonded. Uh, they're a pretty close team as it is, um, but it's difficult when there are 37 girls. It's quite a big team. Um, so our, our kind of big thing now is, you know, keeping the girls bonded, making them feel unified, um, and also, you know, honing in on the little things that kind of separate uh, you know, the people who win the meets and people who don't. Um, especially in the horsemanship and the reining, um, the way they're scored, each maneuver is scored. Uh, there's seven to eight maneuvers, and each maneuver is scored from a negative one and a half to a positive one and a half. Um, and that's kind of the big thing that we talk about with the girls is like, how do we take that maneuver from a zero, which is technically correct, to a plus half or a plus one? Like, what separates that correct maneuver from an exceptional maneuver or an excellent maneuver. Um, And I think that's kind of where we're at right now. And I've seen a lot of good growth um, with the girls. Uh, But it's also, it's always a challenge when you bring in 
uh, freshmen, um, especially off the circuit, collegiate equestrian is a lot different than what most of them are used to doing um, in their youth career. Uh, namely that equestrian isn't really a team sport unless you compete on a high school team. Um, equestrian is not really a team sport until you get to college. So most of them are not quite used to it, and they take a little bit of time to kind of figure out what that team dynamic is um, and how to, you know, care about how well they're doing but also care about how well their teammates are doing um, and how uh, helping the team succeed at large um, instead of just focusing on the individual role. Yeah, sure. So, so yeah, I mean, just thinking about that, since most high schools don't have – equestrian as a sport how do you recruit mm -hmm. um, so i generally get a lot of recruits from uh the youth circuit so they show you know on their own individually uh, so we have a, a recruit questionnaire that girls that are interested fill out i also receive um, individual emails, so girls who are interested in um, riding for an NCEA equestrian team. Uh, there aren't a lot of us, and there are 14 full teams in the country, and we're working on expanding, but it's still relatively new. Um, so girls that are interested, you know, usually send me an email um, kind of giving me a little bit over, of an overview of who they are, um, what their experience has been, um, and then they usually attach uh, riding videos, and those videos are the most important thing for me um, because I'm not. Uh, we don't generally hold tryouts or anything like that, so we're not allowed to try out incoming freshmen. Um, so what we do is uh, they'll send me videos, um, and like I'll look at, I'll take a look at the videos and kind of see. Um, where I feel like they're at skill-wise, um, and then we go from there. Uh, I also occasionally will go to kind of the big uh, national shows and do a little personal scouting there. Um, a lot of the colleges will do that with their coaches uh, to youth world or medal finals um, or like NRHA derbies uh, to kind of scout um incoming freshmen like that is this is this specifically a female sport or do do you have any males on the team or do they do they uh, request to be on the team mm -hmm. um collegiate it is um only a female sport uh there are a lot of men in the industry but uh when they ride collegiate then it is it is considered a female sport so thinking about your team, what uh, it, can you say anything that, um, that your team or your individuals excel at? What are some things that they do well? Uh, yeah, so um, I think, and I, we focus a lot on, you know, flexibility, uh, just kind of mental flexibility um, and that mental game that kind of, I believe, really kind of 70% of the challenge for equestrian um, is getting your mind around uh, getting on a new horse um, and only having four minutes to figure out what that horse is like before you have to go and show it. Um, so I'd say we have had two really heavy years on the road. Um, so we have 
traveled a lot. And my girls have kind of, it's kind of been a trial by fire, uh, sending my girls, um, really when they first get here out on the road, making them get on horses they've never been on before, don't know anything about them, um, and asking them to figure them out. So I think really my girls excel at that kind of flexibility, um, getting on horses, uh, having a system in place where they kind of do a couple of things and them about the horse and we work on that a lot at home too um so i would say kind of their biggest strength is you know being flexible with their you know training methods and uh really just confident in their abilities um and there you you know you can always work on being confident <laughs> in your abilities um especially sure. <laughs> but uh i think that my girls really excel at kind of jumping headfirst into new and unfamiliar uh, situations uh, since we do travel a lot and we, we compete a lot away from home. So that, that actually brought up another question that just kind of popped in my head. Um, I didn't know if you traveled with horses um, or if they supply the horses at the meets. Yep. Uh, so the home team uh, supplies the horses. Um, so when UC Davis comes up to see us, uh, next Saturday, they'll ride our horses. Um, and then the next week when we go down to Texas A&M, we will ride Texas A&M horses. So that's kind of the big home field advantage is that you get to ride the horses that you practice on every day, um, for your competition. And then the away team has to get on those horses that they don't know and figure them out. Um, the only uh, the only exception is for our national championships um, and some of the conference championships. So SEC and Big Twelve, um, those teams the teams will share horses. So um, especially at national, since that's a big it's a big production. It's really all the teams um, in the NCEA coming together for our national championship. Uh, each team will supply uh, some of the horses for that competition. Um, and in the interest of fairness, uh, all of the girls riding at nationals will ride a horse they've never been on. Wow. (laughs) That, that must be, I'm sure there is some anxiety with that. Oh yeah. There's, there's always a little anxiety, especially since it's so unknown. You have no control over, um, who you draw because it's all randomized. So you have no control kind of what horse you draw or, you know, what their training is like, what school they're from, how they're warmed up. You don't really have any control over that. Um, so, you know, the big thing that I try to tell my girls is like, you know, try to control the things that you can control and just find ways to deal with the things that happen because of things that you can't control. Um, because there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables in collegiate <laughs> Boy, it sure sounds like it. And so does, does, uh, does the yeah. school... The, the herd that you have, that's that's owned by the school? Uh, most of them. So a lot of them uh, we have had donated. Um, so people uh, donate their horses for a tax write-off. Um, so a lot of our horses are donated. Some of them we lease uh, from uh, some of our team girls have personal horses that they'd like to lease the program. We have a couple of those. Um, and then a couple of... Uh, uh, horse owners and trainers in the surrounding areas will uh, lease us horses. Um, so I think most of our horse herd is donated, and then we have oh, okay. a couple of leased horses. All right. 
So let's move on to the the competition that you you recently had down in South Carolina. What what can you tell me about that? What were some of the the highs and the lows? Uh, you ended up uh, losing to them, but um, I think you had some strong showings from a, at least some individual uh, teammates. We did. Um, we I can really mostly speak from the western side. We were kind of split up for that meet. Um, we were kind of riding in two different pens. Um, so I can kind of speak for the Western side in that uh, the tricky thing about our one-to-one format is, you know, each rider gets a score, and no matter how close that score is, the rider who gets a better score gets the point. So if you have a series of really close scores, um, it's like close to no cigar. Uh, you get you get a series of really close scores, and then the point either goes your way or doesn't go your way. Um Unfortunately, you know, some of those points just didn't go our way. Um, I mean, one of the points in the horsemanship, we lost by half a point, um, which was tough. Uh, but I did see a lot of great riding from them, uh, from my girls, uh, especially <laughs> with the uh, inclement weather that we were dealing with. Um, we we uh, rode in the rain. Uh, our hunt seat girls rode in the rain the first day, um, and then it was Real cold while we were there, real slushy, but um, our girls are kind of used to that. Uh, so I saw a lot of really great, smart riding, um, especially for some of the uh, uh, horse behaviors that we saw, um, some of the horses that we had. You know, like I said, horses are different every day. They're different on show day than they are on practice days. Um, when their routine is disrupted, they are different. So... Um, I saw a lot of smart riding and a lot of really, uh, close, um, close scores, I would say. Um, you know, we're still in a, we're still in a building year. Uh, so really what, what I was looking for most is like personal growth for each of the individual riders. So um, watching them go in the pen and being able to see like, okay, the things that we worked on in practice, they're really applying here or look at how much better she's sitting on that horse than she has been in the past. Um, so I saw a lot of personal growth there, uh, especially with uh, how many freshmen I have on my competing roster this year. Um, who are just sort of kind of getting started in collegiate. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's really all you can ask for when you're, when you're building a team. Mm-hmm. It's just to make sure that they continue to grow and, and improve. Yeah, for sure. And we're coming up, and South Carolina is a very established team. Uh, it was really good practice for us. It's always really good practice for us to go up against some of those bigger, higher-ranked teams because then we have an opportunity to ride up to their level. Oh, definitely, definitely. So looking at your, your roster for the, the season, who, who would you say is your, your toughest competition? Uh, for the rest of this season, um, probably Texas A&M, I'd say. Uh, we meet Texas A&M um, on the road at Texas A&M uh, at the end of this month. We also meet Baylor there, uh, but that's a neutral meet. So Baylor will also have to ride Texas A&M sources. Um, so while Baylor is kind of a, a Baylor is also a, a big, uh, a big competitor uh, for us, but um, I'd say probably Texas A&M is our our biggest competition. Them and uh, SNU, who is in our conference, that will 
will hopefully meet at conference, that will be a, a sure. challenging meet as well. So where, where, do, where do you girls come from? Are they from all over? Are they just from the region? Or do you see most of them come from, uh, from states that maybe have more of that competition uh, in their state? all over we get a lot of girls from you know nebraska iowa minnesota uh those surrounding states um but we also have you know a couple from texas uh arizona um we have some from you know the east coast uh it kind of just it kind of just depends really they're from all over um Next year, kind of looking at our incomers from next year, we have several from California, several from Texas, um, and a couple, you know, again, from the East Coast. So they're kind of from all over. I'd say probably the majority of our girls are from this region, not necessarily South Dakota, but Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, things like that. Yeah, okay. So what, what can we expect from uh, the meet uh, in Brookings next weekend? Uh, sure. So it'll be our senior meet. Um, we have uh, nine, nine graduating seniors this year uh, that we'll be recognizing at our senior meet. Um, and I expect that we'll have quite a big crowd coming in. Um, we didn't have a lot of home meets this year, so this is kind of the big one that people are looking forward to and uc davis is in our conference um so it's a conference meet as well so i expect that it'll be um kind of have a, a good showing for that um and i think uh in terms of teams we're pretty evenly matched so i expect that it'll be a good game um i'm excited to see kind of what the girls will show up like i think uh and what the horses will show us like <laughs> right. obviously uh we'll, we'll kind of see how they're feeling on the day of uh, we got a couple that uh could either be just beautiful or a little crazy so we'll kind of see how they're feeling the day of um but we're doing a lot of prep work right now we're getting ready um the girls are really excited this will be our first competition against uc davis um this will be the first time we've met uc davis we've never played them before uh, they're new, new to the NCEA, so um, and it should be a it should be a really exciting meet. Yeah. So where now? Where is the meet held? Uh, meet is held at the Dahan Equestrian Center. Um, it is uh, right across the team bypass from South Dakota State. Uh, so the it's is really really close to campus. Uh, it's right across the uh, blue building. Can't miss. <laughs> Okay. And and what time does the competition begin? Uh, competition begins at 8 a.m. Um, it'll start with uh, equitation over fences, um, and then we'll do equitation on the flat, and then uh, the second half of the day will be the Western event. So we'll start with horsemanship, and we'll end with reining. Um, so we're anticipating uh, an 8 a.m. start, uh, and around a four o'clock finish. So it's kind of an all day thing. Okay. And this is open to the public, right? This is, yes. Okay. Uh, is there a cost involved for entry? There is not. It is free. Okay. So we want to make sure that uh, everyone uh, who is available to go out on February 22nd to support the SDSU equestrian team. 
um, in this, that's in Brookings. And now one last question here, and this is more on a personal level. Uh, what is one of your greatest accomplishments in the saddle? Um, sure. Well, let's see. I think probably, probably my most, the, the award that I remember the most, um, is I think my first, uh, national title, um, when I was really young, uh, I I was maybe 11, um, and that was at the Pinto World Championships. I was in a class of, I think, around 45, 50 riders, uh, and I um, won that class of the walk the trails. That was my first world championship uh, title, and that was my trainer's first uh, world championship title for any of her uh, students also. Oh, wow. um, that's, that's the one that always comes to mind when I think about it, and that was my first world title. Um, and then I, I collected uh, a few more over the years. Them was a reserve world championship title uh, in the Western Pleasure, uh, Western Pleasure 14 through 18, I think, uh, in my youth career. Um, that one was really special as well. I couldn't tell you what happened in the class at all. I kind of blacked out. <laughs> but uh, when, I was, when I was trotting my horse up to get my ribbon, I <laughs> realized what had happened. Um, but, uh, that had always been a really hard class for me. So that, that sure. was, um, yeah. That was well, that's special. congratulations yeah. on those accomplishments. That's, that's, uh, that's great. Oh, thank you. Uh, so now how about out of the saddle? Can you think of anything that, uh, you've accomplished mm-hmm. over the years that, uh, was not maybe necessarily even related to, uh, equestrian? Uh, sure. Well, hmm, let's see. Um, I was uh, always pretty academically inclined, so um, I I graduated with uh, two degrees, two bachelor's degrees um, in English and psychology, uh, and a minor in French. Um, I was that academically. That it seems like kind of a regular thing, but for me, that was a big uh, accomplishment there. Because at the same time, I was you know on a a collegiate sports team and a part of a sorority. Um, and I graduated with a 3.89. Um, so I was pretty, pretty proud of that, um, personally. Um, and, uh, while I was at SMU, I, on that team, I was given the coaches award, uh, twice in my four years, um, which was, uh, a nice, a nice uh, acknowledgement of my, my commitment to the team yeah. as well. Yeah, well, excellent. Well, very good. So I'm thinking about how South Dakota doesn't really have, um, we have some, some, I guess, some private schooling uh, for, you know, eventing, you know, for, for dressage, things like that. But how, how what could maybe mm-hmm. we do to help, uh, start cultivating this equestrian culture uh, to start bringing more uh, teammates in from South Dakota. Do you have any thoughts on that? Sure. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is kind of exposure, like what we're doing right now. Uh, a lot of people don't know that equestrian can be a collegiate sport. Um, lots of kids, uh, you know, think, 
especially the the kind of riding that we do uh, in college. Because um, I know I understand that South Dakota is a big rodeo state. Um, so the the kind of stuff that we do is a little bit different. Uh, and I think there's just not a lot of awareness about you know our format or the kinds of riders that we're looking for. So a lot of riders in South Dakota don't. I don't think they just don't know that we exist, um, that our, that our teams exist. Um, especially since, um, like I said, the NCAA is pretty small and really in the grand scheme of things, relatively new. It's a new concept. It's kind of still on the emerging sports list. Um, and we're still growing. So I think that the, the biggest thing is, you know, promoting awareness for this Sport, letting people know when competitions are and you know encouraging them to come and watch and see kind of what what this whole thing is about um just and adding to that education component a little bit more and getting people you know around to get more familiar and i'm, I'm starting to see that happen i have uh two of my two of my starting freshmen in the reigning are both from south dakota um so worst and then they're, you know, two of the best riders on my team. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say we're starting to see that growth already, that um, the broadening of the knowledge and the broadening of the fan base, um, especially for, you know, those, those little girls who love horses and they want to keep doing them. Don't realize there's an avenue that you can, you, that you can take that lets you uh, go to college for it. Um so just kind of getting the word out to those little girls who are starting to think about what they want to do and um, telling them that there is uh, a way for them to do that and be really successful. Well, that's 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 you know part of our mission uh, here at South Dakota Horse is to mm-hmm. promote uh, all all of the aspects of equine sports uh, and activities and organizations and, and businesses so that um, we can, you know, grow that awareness and, um, you know, really build, uh, build the, the whole equine industry in South Dakota. So that's, that's our goal. And I, y'all are doing great work. I'm so pleased that I'm able to you know, use your platform to advocate for my sport. Great, great. Well, uh, Morgan, uh, we appreciate your time here today. Um, everyone, please, if you can, go out and support the SDSU equestrian team on February 22nd in Brookings at the Equestrian Center. And uh, Morgan DiGiulio, uh, who was the, one of the coaches at SDSU, we thank you again for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Well, we're at the end of our time today. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to our special guest, Morgan DiGiulio. If you would like to sponsor our show, please contact us at SouthDakotaHorseSD at gmail.com. And be sure to follow our podcast on your platform of choice so we can continue to grow. Remember to visit SouthDakotaHorse.com for all things equine in the great state of South Dakota. Until next time, keep riding. Keep riding.